This episode of MBSing is sponsored by Iron Galaxy. Scream like a school kid with Capsule Force, an intergalactic retro anime multiplayer game now available on PS4 and Steam. CapsuleForce.com I do my head toss, check my nails. Baby, how you feeling? Hello, welcome to MBSing. I'm your host, Mary Beth Smith. My guest today is my friend, Abby McEnany, and she talks to me about being a queer fat failure and before you get too carried away and feeling sorry for her or being absolutely befuddled or dismayed that she would uh, qualify herself as these things call herself this i would uh beg you to uh, listen to how abby kind of frames this and where she's coming from with this thought and how much these things have kind of defined her journey through life and through being a performer and uh, all of the ways that she believes that she's kind of like uh, reclaimed, so to speak, uh, these aspects of her um, being, I guess. I'd rather just let her speak to it, but that's my two cents on an, as far as an in. Hey, B, as far as an intro goes, if you would like to see Abby's one-woman show that we refer to a number of times that she properly plugs at the end, but why wouldn't I do it again at the beginning? You can see it at the IO Theater in Chicago. It's called Work in Progress. There are two shows left on August 19th and September 2nd at 10.30 at night in the Chris Farley Cabaret. I believe that's upstairs in the facility, but I'm not positive. Uh, when I went to the website to find the show, uh, there was this wonderful review or snippet from a review, anyway, from the Chicago Magazine. And while I don't love when performers are compared to other comedians, um, it certainly helps one put, give it gives you a frame of reference, you know? Uh, so this uh, snippet in particular says, A comedy riptide, McEnany embodies her characters with such abandon and glee that she sweeps crowds away. To get a picture, just oppose the superhuman injury energy of molly shannon or sherry o'terry of snl fame with the downright strangeness of jim carrey all leavened with the sweetness of gilda radner i think that's a pretty apt comparison i like that she's being um talked about in the same conversation as those women and man because i think she's just so undeniably funny and uh energetic and sweet so Uh, if you want to check that out and let her speak for herself, I would encourage you to do so. Um, if you would like to check out another live show, the Nerdalogs have one this weekend. It's one of our Your Stories, uh, monthly shows at the Cards Against Humanity office, which is 1917 North Elston. Our guests for this month are the co-creators of Taylor Swift Girl Detective And the theme, of course, with that kind of guest is intrigue. So if you want to hear uh, the people behind that project talk about it and speak and tell a story that is inspired by intrigue, I would encourage you to come to that this Sunday, the 21st at 7 p.m. at 1917 North Elston. You can always come to the Fishbowl. Thursday nights, 
the Annoyance Theater. We, my team closes out the night. The part in the middle is Annoyance veterans and teachers doing a set with Annoyance students or students of improv anywhere who throw their student ID into our fishbowl. And the opener is a different independent team every month. This month we have Stir Friday Night and they are a dream. I love those men and women and I'm glad to get to see them both personally and in a performing light every Thursday for a month. What a delight. Thank you so much for listening. Please check out the other shows in the Chicago Podcast Co-op. There are so many to choose from. You cannot go wrong. Thank you to Abby again for gracing me with her presence and making me laugh and sharing her story. And I'm so excited to share it all with you. Okay. And then sometimes, but my voice, like sometimes I do like shriek and stuff a lot. So I should, I'll go like that if I do that. Is okay. that correct? Cause I like, <laughs> I do, I kind of like, I'm like pretty loud. Yeah. So. I'm a loud person too. Okay. So I but definitely. But like so talking, but if I'm like, oh, I'll go like this. Is that cool? <laughs> that sounds good. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You'll be like. I don't want you to be too uh, over aware of it because okay, well, okay. I just want it to be. Okay. We're just chatting. We're Abby. just chatting. We're just right, chatting girl. and there's a mic in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to launch in. All right. Let's do All this. All right. Uh, my guest today is Abby McEnany, <laughs> and she is in the studio to talk to me um, about her love of knowledge of experience with being, her words, a queer fat failure. That's a fat right. queer failure. I, we're, we're not, not sure we're on that. We're not sure. On, again, I can barely make decisions, so we're not sure <laughs> when it gets published. I, I, I don't know. I think... A fat queer failure. Queer okay. fat fa- I, I'm, I don't <laughs> well, know. It's up in the air right now. Okay, I'm okay with it. that. I'm okay. I'm going to let it go. Yeah. Because if not, I'm going to spiral for the next 52 uh, minutes yeah, about it. Yeah, and then like halfway the, through well, yeah, the interview, I'll be like, <laughs> you'll be like, oof, maybe queer fat. I don't know. <laughs> failure, who is queer and fat? I don't know. <laughs> we don't have time. <laughs> Eventually, in the end, I just listen as like QFF, and yeah. no one knows what it means. And I'll be like, "Oh, here we go." Actually, don't say that, do that because that sounds disgusting. You guys, I'm very prudish. I'm very sex positive, but a huge prude. So, um, I mean, God bless, but like, let's not do that because that's disgusting. Okay, right. sure, 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 sure. Okay. Um, where do you think the origin of your uh, knowledge of this topic it starts? Um, I would say. My whole, I, I don't know. I, it's, I was, uh, I was telling, like, uh, I was telling Mary Beth when I got in, like, oh God, I don't know. What I'm the only thing, I actually don't know much about anything important. And I would say that, um, like, my whole life, I, I guess, like, so I've been fat my whole life and at varying levels of obesity. Like, sometimes I'm obese, sometimes I'm, hey, I'm only overweight. If, if it bothers <laughs> sure. you, call my father. He's concerned as well. Um, <laughs> concerned about your overall, I, oh, like, no, healthy weight? No, no, or? no, he just isn't a fan of, of fat. But that's okay. Oh, okay. But we, we, he actually, he's a loving man and we have a great relationship. Good. That is something we do not see eye to eye on. Um, <laughs> and I guess, like, um, and then feel like, I don't know, like, you know, I, I just think that I'm getting more comfortable of, like, what my identity is and, and not like my queer identity. I've been comfortable with that for, you know, a long time. Right. I just feel like, yeah, this is who I am. Right. Like sure. I'm fucking 48. I've been doing this for a really long time. I am, uh, you know, my career is 
basically non-existent. I kind of, I'm, fa- I fail at stuff, which is okay. Like I am where <laughs> I just like, I'm just doing the best I can, which sure. again, people will be like, it's not good enough. And I would say message received. So I don't know. I don't know. Like my knowledge of it is just like, I live in it. You know what, what I mean? Uh, what makes you, um, okay. Hmm. Well, uh, we can talk about failure. If you're, was that we're going to ask about? Yeah. So like what makes you, what kinds of things in your life make you define yourself as a right. failure? I would say like, I would say like from the outside that um, after doing this for several, several years, like I don't have like a career that I can, <laughs> why are you looking at me like that? I'm sorry. You not believe Mary Beth's lies were like, what? I was I, like, I'm like so an angry interested. Like, I don't um, know. Okay, I'm so yeah. uh, interested <laughs> in like, I don't know. I am so. So <laughs> we've already gone off off the rails, I know. right? But um, I just want to know everything, okay. so I don't know how to like. Okay, I, I think that was probably my resting, like interested <laughs> face. <laughs> so like, not that you want to murder me. Good. No, I mean, no, good no, 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 I feel no. actually I would never. very safe. Yeah. Um. So I would just say, um, I also am not putting myself down when I call myself a failure. Sure. Like, you know what I mean. I I just I I don't want to be that self deprecating like. Oh, I'm fat. Like, okay, like that's a that's a state of being, or I don't know if that's the right word, but like, um, I feel like I'm a self loathing fat person, but I'm getting, I'm very like, I'm 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 empowered by especially fat women and like the fat activism activism and just like that people are i don't so god i'm all over the place that's so okay. that's so that's a fat thing and so i feel like part of my it, whole life oh sorry my whole life okay. i've felt like with failure with my weight right okay so like okay i grew up um in a family again my parents my mom uh has been dead almost 11 years my dad is still alive they left me and my sisters very very much i don't want people to like she lived in a horrible household right. i was a very uh fortunate person mm-hmm. um but i grew up with parents that were very ashamed of me and my i have two old sisters like i said uh that we were always heavy and like and really? very, very, varying levels of that and i wow. just think that like if they could change one thing about that they'd be like we want three skinny girls so this was so ingrained oh it's absolutely ingrained to the wow. point where like i cannot it is so ingrained in my life and um and i mean i've been like like uh, well i've I mean, my weight fluctuates. So, like, I've been, I want to say, like, at my heaviest, I've probably been, like, 55 pounds heavier than I am now. Uh-huh. And then at my lightest, I'm putting that in quotes, I've probably been, like, 18 pounds lower than I am now. Uh-huh. So, so I'm, like, on my range, I'm actually, like, right now, I'm actually, like, you Somewhere. know, pretty, pretty low for yeah, me. I like, I mean, say. I'm just, like, yeah, people are like, you fat. I'm, like, actually, for me, I'm fairly skinny. But anyway, so <laughs> but I feel also, like. also, like, to it, me, thinking, I know that part of it is kind of owning these things mm-hmm. that you feel about yourself and uh, not, you know, letting them be used against you. Right, And right. instead, so I feel like that's kind of where you're coming from. And I right. think that's an important distinction to go, like, I'm not trying to be self-deprecating. Right. I'm not trying to because shit on myself. Or, right, because it is a fact, right? So I, and I, I so I am not there, like, I am not there yet where I'm comfortable with it, but I am there by, like, I know what I look like, and huh. I know how people perceive me. Do you know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. I know that, like, I am an, I am older, I have gray hair, I am heavy, I am masculine, I am, you know what I mean? So, like, I feel like I'm, I'm not walking around not, not aware of the, the world's perception of me. Sure. And I have to be like, if you have a problem with my weight or my queerness or my 
elderly status. <laughs> that was a little self-deprecating. But if you have a problem with that, like that's honestly it's you. It's also like that's on you. Elderly, come I on. Know, it's you know, only for but, our life. I know, but you know. in our community, whatever. Right. But like, if if people have a problem with that, like that's that's on them. And yeah. like, I know that like I'm really like doing a lot of like. Lindy West is my hero. She is I an got, amazingly. I want to read her book. I, am, I, haven't, I haven't read all of it, but like yeah. uh, I'm a slow reader. Failure. Oh, um, and it's also so, I'm a terrible <laughs> oh reader. God. It's, and it's awful. so funny because it is the easiest book. Like, and you, I mean, I've been laughing out loud like it is so funny and heartbreaking at, at the same time it took me forever to read um yes please and it was like the fastest <laughs> okay, read in the world. world i bought that i believe the weekend it came out i have not read it <laughs> okay I, I mean i like live right by women kids like women uh-huh. children first the best uh-huh. bookstore in the world become a member uh support your local feminist bookstore yeah. anyways uh side plug, um, andersonville yes you damn right didn't and, uh, um uh uh, Fred Armisen and um, Carrie Brownstein didn't they kind of frame their thing on oh Pot my gosh, I don't about know. that? I have no idea. I believe someone told me that, that which makes so yeah, much sense. It's so amazing. Yeah, yeah, that's hilarious. I can <laughs> right? only imagine. I can only imagine. Um, and I, yeah, I mean, I, I like, I go in there. I'm like, first of all, I'm broke as a joke, but I'm always like, well, I'm a member. I get ten percent off. No. So I go and I, I have so many great books, and I'm like, I don't know. There's like ten law and orders. There's a law and order marathon on tonight. I think I'm going to order Grubhub and make poor choices, and then watch. Like Lenny Briscoe do his Lenny Little Singers. I relate I mean, to this so, so much. Yeah. Um, God, what were we talking? So, yeah. So anyway, so I could, for me, a failure. Like I, I'm just trying to be like, like I am aware of who I am, and I feel very in a way. I'm like I. I I honestly am like trying to be of the mindset I am where I am supposed to be. And I, I feel like one of the gifts and I talk like, so I'm, I was telling Mary Beth, uh, I'm doing, a, I'm doing a one woman storytelling show right now. Please. And I'm at um, whatever. Yeah, it's, how many I only, got, um, got two, extended? Right? Yeah. Only two, uh, only two more. So like, the, I don't know when this goes out, probably out this Wednesday. Okay. So, you'll have two so more. yeah. So like this Friday, um, uh, the 19th and then Friday of Labor, uh, Labor Day, the, the second. And anyways, so when I was writing it, I, my f- dear friend Brendan Dowling, uh, he was on here talking about mysteries. Um, yes. So, uh, oh, gosh, shit. Failure. <laughs> oh, I lost about your show. Oh, my God, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. And so I was talking about, like, there's a story in there about failure that I actually did a couple years ago. Chicago, I, I'm all over it. Mary Beth, okay. I'm so sorry. It's okay. Is it's there okay. massive editing? Um, um, not no. at all, but it's better that way, I think. Uh, <laughs> so, okay. So, anyways, I am, so I just did a thing, and I, I think the way that I am, I, I, you know, struggle with some, like, depression stuff, and I just feel like the way that I can, like, be right in my world is that I am where I'm supposed to be. Okay. Yeah. And, and I feel, oh, the gift about who I am that I try, and I feel like it's massive reframing, which I think improv is a lot is about reframing, right? So my thing about my life is that I am lucky in the way that I am a unique person in the way people see me. The fact, as we said before, older, gray-haired, heavy, masculine. Mm-hmm. I there's not there's not another person. Yeah, at least in the Chicago sure. improv community that uh, that is me. So yeah. like in the way that's a gift, right? So like because uh-huh. I can't, I, not- I literally was talking to someone and told them that you're going to be my guest uh-huh. and <laughs> I was I started to like describe you to them and, and he was like, I'm not going to know and I was like, honestly, you might like... <laughs> <laughs> you're like yeah. you know what I mean yeah it's like, I mean like well <laughs> you you exist as this very like specific right. wonderful entity but well that's very kind yeah, I, I, I mean like, it well but I, would, so I, I just think that that's good right so I'm only I'm my only competition right sure. 
Um, there's nobody else that, and I think a lot of like acting right now is like, are you a type? Mm -hmm. And so I feel like a lot of like very handsome, tall, brown haired men are like competing against each other and very like skinny, conventionally beautiful, like blonde haired California uh, women with big breasts are they're they're competing against each other. Absolutely. I like if somebody's looking for a type, like I feel like in a way that's a gift. Yeah. I mean, honestly, again, at the end of this story, when I talk about this, it's such a reframe because like I could be like, I'll never work, which is right. fine. But like, you know what? It's not like my evil twin, my evil dyke twin is, is getting the job get, because like yeah. there, there are no jobs. Right. And then also if there are a job, I'm probably not good enough to get them. And that's no fine. Way, no, no, dude. I swear. I go into auditions and I basically I'm like, I smell toast. I think I'm having a stroke and I just disintegrate. <laughs> I disintegrate. Not a good audition. It, it, oh, my God. It is like it is. The, it is the worst thing. And I'm like, oh, God, well, you know what? I really, I really like to provide. So maybe Man. I'll do that forever. Anyway, so I don't, I think we hit that stuff. Did we hit that stuff? Um, Sure. Failure. Uh, the, I guess, and I just feel failure. I just, sorry. That I'm just okay. not it's working okay. that much. It's okay. Uh, Go, go. Oh, okay. It's this is the, 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 okay, the <laughs> failure thing. This has actually made me laugh. So I was at one of my very best friend's wedding, Kate James, who's marrying Steve Fultine. Uh, It was amazing. So I was away <laughs> in Vermont with Brendan, uh-huh. and I got an email from Kelly Leonard from Second City's assistant, Hope Hudson Hayes. Uh, she's lovely. Met her that night. She's, she left Second City. It doesn't matter. Anyway, so I got an email, and I said, Brendan, I got this email. And so, oh, Chicago Ideas Week, right? Which is an amazing week right. that is in Chicago every yeah. year. And they uh, they pick a, a topic and they whatever. So the week before Chicago Ideas Week, and this was like two years ago, they had a um, they had a night co-sponsored by Second City and it was called Your Biggest Mistake. Oh, wow. So I got an email from this lovely woman, Hope Hudson Hayes. Um, and she was like, hey, Abby, Second City's like co-sponsoring this night. We were wondering if you wanted to tell a story. And I looked down and I'm like... Because it's about failure. Like, and I never, like, and which was great. It made me laugh so hard. So, and I was like, so Second City has an amazing, um, like, and I toured with them for a very long time. Uh But I'm not, like, in the building that much. I don't get called in, which is fine. Like, I get it. But anyway, so out of all the, out of all the stable, which we'll say, whatever, of their talent, Uh they reached out to fucking me to be like, hey, we'd love for you to come and represent Second City. That is, like, a specific weird It was so, no, it was so hilarious. And so, actually, my... My intro was like, hey, my name is Abby McEnany. Um, and it, Kelly had actually told a story that night. And I started the second the second act. It's like, hey, you know, and I was like, uh, and a lot of people work for Second City, but they were like, ah, oh, this is about fa- failure. Get Abby McEnany on here. You know, it was hilarious. So I was just like, and that's fine. Yeah. You know, and actually, and so like, anyways, so that was the story about failure uh. that I really felt like resonates with me. And I feel okay about it. Like, even though, even the word failure obviously has a bad connotation, but I just feel like, all right, that's yeah. who I am. And then I try to distinguish between failing and being slow because I've always been slow at certain parts of my life. Like, okay. I am 48. My colleagues now that I improvise with are often 25, 26, 27. Also, dear friends of mine, right? So, like, and I didn't, imp- like, a lot of people, like, start improvising when they're, well, now, when they're, like, in middle school. And I didn't start improvising. I didn't get... Until took me six years in college later. Um, <laughs> so I didn't start until like a year after grad. So I was 25. So yeah. Even, and then like, that's, I mean, and that's in fine. the grand scheme yeah. of, like you said, kind of how the community operates right. now, that would be right. later. And it, and it is not like when I, when I, I, I auditioned for Turco over a spate of 10 years, there was a three year period when my wow. mom was sick. So like I didn't, cause I was like, 
I didn't audition, but it took me like 10 years to get it. And when I, when I started like touring, I was 40, 40. Wow. And it was just like, and I, you know, I toured with Lily Allison, who's a, a dear friend of mine. We were in, uh, annoyance classes together when she was 16. I was going to say, but she's like an anomaly. Yeah, she yeah. got started, and my, she and yeah. like Kyle yeah. Dolan yeah. got started at that building yeah. when they were right. teenagers. But like my girl, so she, I think she was 24 and I was 40 and my girlfriend at the time came and to see my first home show, or the first home show that she could come to and then Lily started right after me and she goes, that girl's young enough to be your daughter. I was like, you know what? Okay, thank you. <laughs> but also my girlfriend was that. 11 years younger. Like, you guys, what are we talking about? How about those bears? What is happening? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mary Beth, I'm so sorry. Why are you sorry? I don't know. This is the best. Uh, it's just like unbridled. Oh, man. <laughs> I guess, I don't know. It's so interesting <laughs> for you to like... Uh, come in with feeling so like passionately about this and for it to be such a part of who you feel you are as like a performer and someone in you know life and uh uh in this community I, i guess would be wrapped into that because to me like i have i totally like fit the bill i mean i moved here right after i graduated from college so i've lived here for like six years um and i remember seeing you like so early on and going like holy shit who is that she's hilarious Ah, like and i guarantee you there's so many people in the community who have that same story i just guarantee it and then on top of that you're the kind of person and i didn't mean to put you on the spot but i just feel like it has to be said that i want listeners to know even if they're not familiar with you that like this is how at least from my perspective you're viewed on top of being this like wonderfully funny performer and people love getting to play with you and like watch you play you're also just like the nicest person like you have (laughs) just it's so easy for people like you who have or for anyone in this community but specifically people who have like seen a lot of it and gone through you know so many like so much bullshit I'm sure still to just be like kind to people and like actually engage them in conversation (laughs) when you like see them out and stuff it's such a rarity and you're the best dude come on man that's nice that is so nice I just wanted to like I didn't want anyone who didn't know you to think that you're just like this person who like who everyone else (laughs) would say these things about you because everyone listening to this to know who knows you is gonna be like eye roll city like (laughs) come on Abby but like also understand I think I'm really glad that you clarified okay like I know I know this comes off as super right. self-deprecating it's, and yeah, like I'm I just, a big piece of shit right. but um but I think yeah. it, it I just uh, love dude, the, your so ability nice. to like kind of embrace it and have that be something that is you feel not to put words in your no, mouth like right. kind of part of wh- who you are. Yeah, I just feel like I can own that. And like I just feel like and yeah, and I just mm, yeah, I just feel that way. Right. Cool. So, well, yeah, but that's so kind of it's so nice. After like hearing you yeah. feel so much, but I, I just c- wanted to push back a little. It, it makes me laugh because a dear friend of mine um, I toured with was <laughs> like, so I was in Greco and my friend uh, Sam, we were touring together. And somebody from another, he was he was friends with somebody. Like, we're like, and like, they're three touring companies and you all know each other. And right. you, 
I mean, not everybody gets along. Let's be sure, honest. Sure, sure, Another sure, podcast. Sure, sure, okay, sure, girl, get me sure. drunk. I'll tell anything. <laughs> anyway, so like, but somebody was like, "Oh my god, Abby's so nice." He was like, "She's a bitch," and also he was like, "My one of my he was my saving grace on tour." Like he, we are like dear friends. We went to Vegas together. I mean, he's like the best. Like we are lo- like I love he him. Said he that loves in like, sincerity. But no, no, he was like, "Oh, she's a bitch." I mean, like because Just like for the like, sake no, of- because he was he was like, "Yeah, everybody thinks you're so nice, and you are like a raging." <laughs> and that makes me laugh so hard because I was like, I know sometimes I'm such a bitch. And then that's when you were like, you're so nice. I'm like, well, I mean, and, and it was so funny. And we were howling because Sam was like, I'm sorry. I had to tell the truth. You that's are a bitch. So I'm like, funny. I know. But anyways, that's, that's so that, funny. That was just my but counterpoint I, to that. I also think there's a difference between the way that you like interact with people on a daily basis that you might see and work with and the people who you have like no you know yeah. like long standing like right. you don't fucking owe anything yeah. to someone that you just like see in That's passing yeah, at the yeah, annoyance yeah. but like uh, <laughs> you know but and also even though he said I was a bit like he's still like one of my was my best friend on tour yeah. like so like I mean like there was still love there but he was like he was like people think that you walk around like emanating like happiness all the time and I know you are a miserable fucking bitch who if she does not have her mocha in the morning just don't even fucking talk to her and and if you don't like, I mean, it was so funny. I so, think like, we're all, I think that like the people that I work with the most would know that I'm like, I can be so fucking moody. I know, like, right? Yeah. And that's what life is, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. And I'll do it. And like, especially, but I think the difference is, well, I don't know. I probably try to tell myself this, <laughs> that it's a difference is like, if you're willing to acknowledge <laughs> that you're being a piece of shit. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like if you, if I walk into a rehearsal and I'm just like mm. automatically, yeah. Yeah. don't want to be don't there be, I'm yeah. fucking 10 minutes late yeah. and I'm just like acting an ass if you know 45 minutes in I'm just at some point like sorry guys I'm just not feeling it <laughs> then like to me it's a little better yeah. to have that self awareness yeah to be like oh wow I am really being somebody nobody wants to be around right now yeah. <laughs> and then when yeah. you're touring they're like eight people in van and it's just like holy crap it's like anything is yeah I mean get. you're just like uh, yeah so anyway that was so funny I just like love that story and it's so funny because like he was like you're like did he say that I was like oh yeah and he was and we were howling about it because like yeah because he's like yeah people think you're a fucking princess that talks about rainbows and unicorns and like what the real thing is is that <laughs> she wants I mean get out of her way right yeah. right, right, right. <laughs> I mean it was so hilarious that's really anyways funny. um that's hi. really funny this is fun uh so do you feel like when do you feel like you first started to kind of I don't know. Turn the corner is a weird word, uh-huh. but like, when did you start feeling these echoes of like, I feel like a failure. Like, I feel like the stuff that I want to be happening isn't happening, I, and I have to just kind of accept things right. as they're happening. And actually, it's so funny because I don't. I'm not. I don't go home and cry about my lack of work. I mean, I do. Like, I mean, I need to pay my bills, but right, I, I don't sure. feel like. I just feel like, oh, you know, I feel like you know, plug along. Like, I, I don't. Again, I'm not comparing myself to other people. I think the, the failure thing, I think I've always felt like that. I've always like, like growing up, like felt I like I think that's that. where I was coming from. Yeah. Do you think that's something that has always oh, been yeah. a part of Oh yeah, I think that that's just So something. all three of these things are kind of ingrained They're in They're all here. ingrained, yeah. Um, and I think that it's something, if you look at, like I went, like, you know, I, um, and even like I ended up going to, a, I got into a, a, a good school 
But like I see it as a failure because I it was the last school I applied. Like oh, I really? applied to five like schools, and then like it was the only one I got into. It was the fifth of my cho- like. Where'd you go? University of Chicago. Oh, okay, okay. And it's so funny. And then in my mind, like people are like, "Oh, you went to UFC," and in my mind, I'm like, "Yeah, but I got rejected from Brown, where I really wanted to go." Where also I tell this like the failures where I was like. My sister was currently enrolled. My mom and dad went there. My dad had taught at the med school. I had legacies up the ass. Oh, and I was, I mean, so like, and, yeah. and, then, I, and then like, thank That's God. That's so specifically so, yeah, like crippling. Oh my God, it was so hilarious. So like people were like, oh, but, and then, I, then like, I, like since I got in, in 1986, I don't think you were born yet. Um, I got in, Monka, uh, God bless. Um, hey guys. Um, so when I got in, like, I still was like, well, it's a fluke. Like I still like, and the, I never tell people like where I went to school because I feel like people go, oh, that means you're smart. I'm like, no, it was a fluke. It was a mistake. Oh, Do you know well, what I mean? Like, could, I just feel like. Okay. Well, it wasn't, it, it, you still went. I did. <laughs> right. But it's so funny. But like, it's so funny, even in that where people be like, oh, that's, a, that's a good school. Mm-hmm. And even then I'm like, okay, but I and got also, rejected by, it was mm-hmm. the last place I wanted. And also, and you th- probably feel like you have to put up another asterisk that's like, okay. oh, also I took six years. Like, right. all these other and then things. that was like, that was like, so like, I'm, I am bad at academia. No <laughs> doubt about it. But like, then I, like I was, I had a horrible, like I was, I mean, I had like a really bad, like I was diagnosed with OCD, like my first year. And like, wow. I was just like in mental health hell. Wow. Yeah. So like, I mean, that was part of it, but also academia, not my bag. So like, I mean, that was tough, right? I mean, like sure. it was just really tough. So, yeah. But and it, was, it was so funny. And then when I look back, like I really didn't want to go to Brown. Maybe if they had taught, yes, please. I mean, <laughs> you wouldn't have First of all, <laughs> actually, I'm always like one time years ago. So I'm in an improv group that's been around forever. And we don't perform that much anymore because everybody has kind of different lives. But we, we put together a show like, Every, now every one or two years is named Siren. So it was like, uh-huh. and our one time, we, um, and I, I joined like a year after they were together. So I, I think we've been together for like 16 years. Wow. Um, but I remember one, one of the notes in rehearsal was like, um, okay, then this, and then, okay, Katie and this, yep, and then Amanda, and then, okay, and then Abby, try saying yes. I was like, no, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> but it was so funny. I was like, oh, good note, she good note. Like, <laughs> like, the honestly, basis I know, and I was like, okay, you know what? Um, I get where you're coming from, and I will try. I will probably. I mean, it was hilarious. So yeah, but so funny. um, Just try. Just just try uh, this one thing that's like the base. Do something that you never do. (laughs) Say yes in a scene, and maybe follow up with an and. You know what? Slow the roll. Do the best you can. But it's yeah. So anyways, like so like yeah. <laughs> yeah, so but I love that. Like so, and then thank God I didn't like. I'm brown. I I, I again like really want to go, but and the other three I applied to. I don't even know why I applied to. And like I was like Penn and Wesleyan, Connecticut. And then Georgetown, and I thought it was cool because like Reagan was president, and I'd be able to protest Reagan. And it was uh, like I did. It was like you you're applying to a Catholic university that doesn't provide uh, birth control and abortion services. You're like, what are you thinking, Abby? And you Why? thought that you would be like, like but the I, change. I didn't even put it. No, I didn't even put it together. Like, oh, I know it's a Catholic. Like, I was so like, where should I go? I I was so unconnected to that the whole process of applying I know it was so crazy and I was like oh I didn't get into Georgetown it would have been cool to go because I was like I'll be close to Reagan and I can just go like you know being a picket sign and we moved around a lot growing up in uh-huh. high school we like it in high school, I, I, when I was in ninth grade, he had just moved to San Francisco. So in high school, I oh, was wow. it was 1982, uh, the burgeoning of the AIDS epidemic. 
um, I had lived in uh, outside of Columbus, Ohio for two years. Before that was Providence. Before that was Boston. I mean, all over the place, right? So, but San but Francisco I, I was would in San Francisco. be the most liberal. It was of amazing, all of right? Those, so, right? well, yeah. I mean, yeah. And so I was like there, and it was just like amazing because, I mean, San Francisco is the right the most woke city yeah. in the world, and I'm I'm fucking fourteen, and it's like very liberal, and like there's. And progressive. And there were, I was just like, I got to go to protests. Wow. And I would like, you know, like make a sign. One time my mom came home from work and she, my, my, everybody's like, she didn't sound like that. And I'm like, she'd be like, whoa, where are you going? <laughs> and I was like, well, Cap Weinberger is going to be downtown. So I'm going to this. Pro-. And I like, you know, he, she's like, oh, okay. Yeah. And she was like really proud of me in her way. That's and like, because they're super, they, they were, they're super progressive. My family. Uh-huh. I mean, certain ways, like super. Like they're not super uh, pro union. I'm like, oh, that's but anyway, interesting. They, but they were like super, like pro choice, like all that yeah. stuff. Like they, yeah. like whenever Reagan came on the the television, my dad would like make barfing sounds and run down the hall. I mean, that's it was like, so it was, like just like you know, that was never an issue. Yeah. But anyway, so like she was like, okay, and I was like walk around like fighting against Cap Weinberger, who was like you know. A war criminal. It doesn't matter. Anyways. No, I love so, this. So anyways, um, yeah, so that was like, I was like, like really enamored with the idea of like, well, I could go to Georgia. Why would this fucking person want to go to a Catholic university? What the fuck was I yeah. thinking? I don't know. And yeah. so thank God I got, I got rejected. Yeah, right. Yeah. So do you feel like you look, um, that's how, how far in do you think it took you to look back on moments like that and go like well you know mm-hmm. maybe this was yeah, for yeah. the best I think it took me I mean it took me a while but also I think what also helped was that UFC is just filled with massive amounts of misfits and I say that with oh, absolute love that's great um, and I mean when uh, when we got when I got there like I was there for orientation week and that was like before like my I had a hmm, my mental health histories. I had like panic attacks and anxiety and some phobias before that and like OCD that hadn't been diagnosed because it wasn't really in the lexicon back then. Mm-hmm. But um, all that would have been... It had been growing up. But, but and I was, also like tied to things like anxiety. Yeah, and, and I... Like it's so funny when people are like, well, can you talk... And and um, I, fit, I find like I always put like my anxiety, my phobia and my OCD are very connected and I, sometimes sure. I have a hard time, right? Like, mm-hmm. to connect, uh, disconnecting mm-hmm. them. But then when I went, like, I mean, I still had like, you know, flying was difficult, but but on the whole, I was like, hap- I was excited to be like, you know, at, at in a dorm mm-hmm. with like other 18 year olds and, mm-hmm. and like actually like I was, and other, you know, kids and like, you know, like, oh man, there's a party off campus. We're going to like go buy, like buy beer and go to a party. I was like, this is amazing. Like, right. I love that shit. Right. right. So I was like on, I was kind of on a good clip at the beginning. Like first quarter was my best quarter of school because, and then like the second quarter, everything came to shit. But, um, well, and I remember like that first for orientation week and that's just when the the freshmen are there and then like the student like or orientation aides like so there are a couple upper or sophomores uh-huh. and upper yeah in, sure in the yeah i did and, that when yeah. i was a sophomore i came all back right and, yeah, humble okay, brag. Okay. we no, get no, it no, we no. get it i was just uh, a uh, big nerd uh i went to Furman university it's a, a liberal arts college in south carolina oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. um but i was actually going to say that like i it was almost like a georgetown type overall environment because it was like pretty conservative uh-huh. it used to be southern baptist affiliated <laughs> and like it was a private college or yeah. a private university so like a lot of people who went there could actually pay for it right but i was like a big nerd who lived in state and uh you know 
um, my mom went there and my brother went there. Right. So it was like I had some stuff like on my side and, right. you know, need based financial aid. Yeah. Um, uh, but with that, like, I would say that my first um, semester of being there was like one of my <laughs> hardest because it took me until the end of it to find the misfits. You know right, what I mean? Right. It was definitely the kind of place where if you were not the like, I don't know, 75% of the population right. there who fit that bill of like right. well off, waspy, southeastern person, right. uh, then even though I'm totally a waspy, southeastern person, I- I'm right. just like wasn't well off and like, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, was like wanted to do theater and improv right. and not just like uh Russia sorority you right. know right so yeah i totally relate yeah. to like the idea of being a part of a group of misfits yeah. was like really important right. at that time it was so great and like yeah so we were like a bunch of us were like like in my dorm room because we're all kind of getting to know each other and my roommate came back to the dorm and she was like oh my god i just heard somebody say they were a fifth year and we were like oh Oh my God! Like we so lost our mind. Funny. And like at U of C, you don't call yourself a freshman, sophomore. You call yourself a first, first, second, third, fourth. And I, so at the end, I was like, I'm a sixth year, fourth year. <laughs> I mean, it would be like I'm a, I'm a sixth year, but like I'm a, I'm a six year. Like, but it was uh-huh. like you do that, and but we were horrified. And that then someone like, was I, there for like, longer five years. <laughs> and so honestly, like when I finally graduated, I was like, man, five years would have been a fucking like gift, man. <laughs> and I remember like like it's very like uh, the graduation is you know it's in Rockefeller Chapel, which is this gorgeous place in Hyde Park, and like uh-huh. you only had two tickets per graduate, and it was like you weren't allowed to like. Um, you couldn't do any put anything on your gown sure. or your mortarboard, and like your uh, your parents couldn't take pictures, Whoa. and like you couldn't like you couldn't say like you couldn't like do anything. Uh-huh. And so I'm fucking walking up <laughs> finally, and I was like, "This is signed." I actually, anyways, and I'm walking up, and my fucking dad, who God bless, is standing on the pew in Rockefeller, like taking a picture. I'm like, "That brother has paid for like six years of me He's to come so to this." And he was like, I paid for this. <laughs> It's my last Click. kid out I mean, of school. I'm sure like, that was part of it. He's like six years of hell. Uh, she actually has a thing. And he was, I was like, he stayed on these creaky pews. I was like, you know what? Papa cannot blame you. Keep it real. And he was like, click. And you know, like, this fucking 1992, like the shittiest camera, right? But it was like, Rink. because like he had, I, was, I think he was like, you know what? powers to be at the UFC. I deserve to stand on this pew and take a picture of my daughter because none of us thought this would ever <laughs> How many older sisters do you I have? I have two older okay. sisters and then we're all like, we're two years apart. Okay. Um, so he thought he was like no, he was just out like, of the woods when you went in. Right. I, I just think he was like, uh, I cannot, yeah, I think he was just like, uh, I dare anybody to come talk to me. <laughs> I dare you. I think that's the uh, inclination behind any like graduation service, Uh uh, uh, you know, disruption, quote unquote. Is it like (laughs) it's like you can tell people all you want to like, quote, be respectful and like help the process move more quickly and blah, blah, blah. But it's like. Everyone is just so excited. Yeah. But actually, like he was—I really believe he was the only one who took a picture. Like, I'm not—I'm not, I'm not even saying that. I don't know. I mean, that—that that man was standing on a pew in a chapel. I mean, I, I really think That's like so there was funny. nobody. I mean, honestly, I was like, why? Why is he, Papa? 
I mean, it was just, yeah. So uh, we're all over the place. But yeah, so a UFC. Uh, yeah, so kind mm-hmm. of like, I guess that... Uh, failure stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to say was yeah. like um, kind of where it first started to feel a little more yeah. realized. <laughs> um, what, okay, what about the like uh, sexuality aspects of uh-huh. it? Like were you, I mean, you said you uh, were in San Francisco, like obviously this beautifully yeah. uh, open place, at least, you know... Especially yeah. for it to have been the 80s, like in this time yeah. where. Do you feel like um, that environment also um, just made you want to be like louder about it? Well, actually, I wasn't even out. Like, I mean, also. That's kind of also yeah. where my so, question yeah. was, if you didn't mind. No, I don't mind at all. That. No, okay. dude. The, the, anything, nothing is off topic. And I always, I feel very comfortable with like. Nah. <laughs> yeah, I sure. yeah, I, Good. Girl, please. Good. Uh, so, anyway, so, um, yeah, I, actually, you know, I am so amazed and like thrilled like with I mean honestly there's obviously there's so much work to be done sure uh but like man and nobody in my high school was out yeah and like now like I mean it, yeah, yeah like the one person who was even in a you know a generation like yeah. or at least like a yeah. a, a number of years later it was, it was still just, like one person and everyone knew he was yeah. and everyone's talked about it in yeah. this very like taboo yeah. or like derogatory way yeah. I don't think it helped that it was southern I, that's so. th- I mean I'm sure that adds a thing like, yeah but like uh, yeah so this was 1982 to 1986 in San Francisco and mm. no kid was out like there would there be like I was like I bet that Steve guy is gay right and there were little rumors about like and I would like and I had crushes on like I had crushes on girls growing up but they mm. were like Ruthie like well, she'll never hear it. <laughs> Ruthie Dow, I was in fifth grade. She was in fourth. She was so amazing. And then, like, so you were that young. And yeah, but like, I also was like boy. Like I really loved. Like okay. I, I had huge crushes on boys, right? Yeah. So, and that wasn't a lie. I never felt like I lied about liking boys. Like I never felt like that's I interesting. Think, I think I wasn't ever like I never told him like Ruthie Dowling. Right. She's uh she might be a year younger than me in fourth grade, but she's pretty amazing. Like I, that wasn't, you wouldn't be open about, I that. wasn't open about that. I mean, also when that was happening, that was the seventies. Right. And like, right. yeah. So and I feel, nobody. Yeah. yeah. So even like San Francisco, like, yeah, it, it wasn't, that wasn't the, you were like the time. Out and proud. It, right. You were just and like I just feel like, yeah. Yeah. Stuff. And then I, there was also, I, I funny, like I've only ever been, I never was attracted to any of my friends. And then I would be like, I like, remember being really attracted to my basketball coach. How Hilarious. cliche is that? And very, she wasn't even queer. Very cliche. Um, but like kind of being, you know, but then also being madly like had huge crushes on guys. Uh-huh. Right. And then like when I went to college, like I think like I kissed some girls, but I was kissing guys. Um, and then when I came out. I came out as bi and I wasn't lying about that. Like, huh. I just feel like that's where I was. Yeah. Um, and I remember I came out to my parents. Okay. So my dad uh, is retired now, but he was a cardiovascular surgeon. And so like my whole family is very vehemently anti-smoking, which makes sense huh. on the top side. Like my mom smoked like when they got married and she quit Well, she had a very difficult pregnancy with me which you can only imagine, like she was in the hospital. Now they would be at home with bed rest, but right. she was in the hospital for like two months. Wow. Um, 
was whatever it was called. But like also she said that she quit when Lee, my oldest sister, was like, I can't wait to hold my cup with one hand so I can hold my cup of milk in one and a cigarette in the other. And my mom was like, I've got to shut this down. Oh my so like, gosh. So everybody, but anyway, so we grew up in a That's v- also probably, I know when I was growing up, one of the reasons that my dad quit smoking is because as a little girl, I just like didn't understand it logically mm-hmm. because the zeitgeist more than was like, especially for kids, was mm-hmm. like, don't smoke, like it's bad for you, right? Uh, things like that, you know, and uh, and so I, me being like this little innocent girl, was like, Daddy, why do you smoke cigarettes if they're bad? <laughs> and he was like, Ah, fuck, she's right. <laughs> like, <laughs> man, she's brighter than I was hoping. Yeah, yeah. and uh, that's so funny. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and we always, I mean, obviously, like it was, like, but like people, I would in our church, like, is it? It, people would we would like in the coffee hour like people were smoking all the time I mean, it was just like definitely part much more part of our life but so coming out as a smoker to my whole family took about five years and then when I came out to like my parents it, like I, I had to do I like dates it was October 11th it was natural coming out day and so I hadn't come That's out to my so dad as a smoker yet interesting and then I so I talked to my mom and she was like oh I can't say I'm surprised and then I came out to my dad as a smoker and he goes well I don't love you a milliliter less and I was like oh so I kiss girls he's like Okay, and then that's so that's how you couched yeah. it. Yeah, it was, was like, like you told him I, the thing you might have, yeah, like he might have like, been more yeah, angry yeah. about. And I was like, oh, and sometimes I kiss girls. He was like, all right, and then but I had come out specifically as bi, and then later they were, um, they were they had moved to out of San Francisco to Wisconsin. They were visiting me in Chicago. And we were actually like, I was students, like we were at a Second City show and Uh and they were having people work on their house and they really liked this one guy. He was like, I wonder if Lee would like him, like the the guy's son. And I was like, well, what about me? He's like, you're gay. I'm like, I'm bi. And he goes, goes, why waste their time? He was like, "Bitch, you ain't bi. You're fucking dyke, you man." Out. It was so funny. That he was like, so "Why funny. waste their time?" I was like, "All right." So, anyway, so funny. But even my dad was like, "Bitch, please." I mean, it That's was just so funny. Hilarious. Anyways, he knew before you did, maybe. Yeah. Well, oh my god, I'm sure. You know, yeah. Anyway, I feel like I was very lucky that my parents, when we lived in San Francisco. That that actually helped them a lot to like, uh, and I think they're like again they're not bigots, but they weren't around a lot of gay people. And then like a lot of my like our our the church we uh, I was brought up Episcopalian. We, oh, me too. Okay, yeah. right. So like, and when we moved to San, we were able to like we moved around a lot, as I said, but we were able to find churches fairly quickly. It was really hard to find one in San Francisco. The one that we eventually ended up going to was like this kind of. A small hippie, tr- not a hippie, but a little bit like they like guitars and like like sure like thing and um tons of tons of queers like also that we there was a, a healing circle that they but and it was like a lot of I believe dying gay men of AIDS I like and so that, like and they yeah. were like queer a it does seem stuff. like it was the just very, like, Episcopal Church has like uh, more room for that than other yeah. denominations and, yeah. do and now it, it's so fucked because of like now like now that They're big kind divide of separating. the international yeah, divide yeah. but yeah Gene Robinson was the first exactly open, like, yeah. and so I feel like anyways so man like, and, and this is so funny I because I just told a story on my last episode with Alison Reese do you know her I think so um um, she, uh, I told a story. She like grew up with a bunch also, of really like bad warm. At, I'm really bad at names oh, and faces, as you, you know. So know like, I'm is. sorry. No offense, okay. Allison. Um, so she um, uh, grew up in this like Mormon community as a uh, like young uh, queer woman of color, and like I was just like, that is crazy. Oh my god! And she was like, yeah. They would say, you know, these crazy like 
you know, they would say things right in front of me that they didn't even realize how like hurtful and right. like crazy they were. So I just, and anyway, that's off topic. No, On topic, that's amazing. I yeah. told a story to her about uh, one of my like uh, big interactions that shaped the way I like talked about or thought about religion as a teenager was I had this friend who was Mormon and I told him about Gene Robinson. Yeah. And is that his name? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and, I like it was just casually at lunch. I yeah. mentioned it and was just like, man, yeah, the Episcopal Church did this like crazy thing. It was like real open about the fact they have a gay bishop. And his response was, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. And I was like, <laughs> yikes. Yes. Uh, that is like not the energy I meant to bring to this. Oh my so I was gosh. like, actually, I'm like, pretty okay with it. Uh, yeah. And he was like, ooh. Uh, and the next day, he brought me like track. So he brought me like things like uh, pamphlets, like things from the Mormon oh church that God. said like, uh, you know, actually it's uh, building a family is really important. You know, all these tenets of, of the Mormon church um, that they use as an argument against, you know, the homosexual like lifestyle. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, Doesn't like the word homosexual lifestyle enrages me to no point. Yeah, like quote unquote. Like, yeah, I yeah. know like when people are like, well, you live a gay lifestyle. Do I? <laughs> I watch law and order marathons and I order food I shouldn't eat from Grubhub. I don't so know true. how that is queer. Yeah. And like, it means you're fucking right. Like I yeah, mean, give me a fucking man. Absolutely. Anyways, but anyway, that is just so yeah, crazy. I didn't mean to. Oh no, you know, no, okay, I, okay. no. That was more about like sure, no, no, yeah. no, 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 no offense to you, but I, yeah, it was just yeah. like with that that when that comes up, I was just. But like, that's how they frame and it. And also, so many queers use that too. Oh, and I yeah. like I was like, why? I, I yeah. just, that that that's just a total side note. I wasn't offended at all. I just I find okay. it funny. Yeah. No, but is yeah. That's so like Gene Robinson, the the you know everything that he brought was like written, right? You know. And that's so fucked up. And, and, was, also, and so I was like, okay, well, guess I'm never talking about I religion know, again right? if that's what and it's going to lead to. also actually probably a good lesson. I love, like, even though the Episcopalian Church has made such great strides, like, that they were, that, that him being nominated and, like, him getting confirmed was such a huge rift. Like, it they are insane. a huge rift. It was, yeah. like, crazy. Like, yeah. they, they, they yeah. were, like, I mean, I probably things have not healed. It was, yeah, I would say if anything, it's, uh, like you said, kind of driven a divide. Um, so it's been interesting to see, uh, I don't know how this community that I kind of like grew up being a part yeah. of, uh, but feel like distance from now to a certain extent, right. um, is like kind of was a little bit on the forefront. I mean, like, no one, no other, like, Christian group was really talking know, about that. So, like, I really, like, I honor that, you know? Me like, too. I don't, cons- I mean, I don't go to church. I don't consider myself Episcopalian, but I'm really, like, in a way, it's, I don't know if it's, maybe it's hypocritical? I don't know. I'm so glad I grew up in it. No, I don't Isn't think it's hypocritical. Weird? I totally, totally relate to that. If it's hypocritical, then we're both hypocrites. That, damn right. I, totally I, relate I embrace to that. it. Because like, <laughs> like I just feel like I don't know, and um, yeah. So that's really interesting that that was uh, kind of part of your uh, relationship with it because it's definitely the way that I uh, I don't know. Like I just remember um, my dad being very vocally like anti-gay marriage mm-hmm. when I was growing up, and I was like, man, that just doesn't make sense to right. me like it was one of the first things that really like drove a wedge in yeah. my like uh you know participation in in like church i don't know yeah. being on board for all that and uh even like politically and then now like uh bless him he has like progressed with the times and like 10 years removed from that or 10 to 15 years right. whatever you want to look at he totally gets it he's like wait a minute that was dumb like, i know isn't that amazing <laughs> like we yeah. all like i just it's so exciting yeah. like that is like yeah so i and i so i feel like lucky like 
just going back. Like the same thing, people are progressing and some people idiotically are not. But like, I think, um, oh, the thing I was going to say, so like, I think the fact that like we lived in San Francisco, we were like, our church was, uh, there were a lot of gay men there. Mm -hmm. uh, my dad, a lot of his nursing staff in the OR were gay men. Like, wow. like I just think that like it, it changed. So like it was sure. just not an issue. And that's crazy because like my dad grew uh, in the, in the small community that we lived in, one of the things that my dad and I like had the most in common on and that he still does that I think was such a foundation for me <laughs> is that we did community theater together and there Get were out. so many gay I people. Know, like, right? He knew so many gay people. And were they and out? Yeah, like, oh I mean, God. not all of yeah, them. There, right. were, there were plenty more that yeah. were closeted for sure. But like, I remember babysitting for <laughs> a, a couple that I realized was a gay couple like <laughs> while I was babysitting for them because so I was like 16 and it was just like these two dads who asked me to like babysit for both of their kids and while I was there I was just like oh my god <laughs> uh, how did I not see this like, you're like Bruce is bringing his kid over to Bruce's house and I have yeah. to watch both of them together no Bruce and Bruce live together yeah right exactly it's like their kids are talking about how they have sleepovers together and stuff and I was like oh god how did I that miss this that is so like, hilarious yeah, so it was like these people that I knew and loved so much and were probably like relatively open in the community, right. but like as a young person, I just like didn't oh, sure. really get it or yeah. see it. And so it's crazy that my dad could like have all those friends and relate to those people and still like, you know, behind, uh, you know, everything, everyone can get away with saying whatever they want in their homes. Sure. It just affects the people under their rooftop. Right. Unfortunately. Or fortunately for me, I was able to kind of like see that right. and rationalize it right. and go like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> and I, that's so funny. Cause I feel like, <laughs> and I found even like, there's even, I just, I, I, I guess like a lot of times I'm very hopeful like that. I mean, the fact that like my friend is a teacher and like eight years ago she had an eight, an eighth grader come out to her and i was like wow that is amazing and mike like that gifford, was you know mike gifford in the yeah yeah, yeah yeah mike gifford has this amazing story about the first person he came out to was a high school teacher and his teacher's response was something to the effect of or he didn't even come out to her he was basically came to her and was like admitted that he had been feeling very depressed uh -huh. and like different and she was like Mike, I believe is a woman. Mike, you're gay. Oh my God. And it was like the first time anyone had ever like said it to him. And she was like, that's okay. Like, it's going to be hard, but like, just know that so much of this is coming from the fact that you're gay. And it's like, just this I'm beautiful, getting, a little bit. I know. Yeah, like, I really, I'm getting chills. I know. It was, it was like, thank goodness that yeah. someone was there to just like, know that that's what yeah. he needed. And, uh, and like, like you said, you know, your friend that someone came out to them, like Mike had that experience and he's, you know, between your age and mine, like right. he's, he's kind of in the, in between, yeah. like probably, uh, caught the tail end of Reagan Reaganism and all right, that stuff. Right, little, yeah. Uh, but um, but yeah, it was just so God, so, so amazing. Loving, yeah, yeah. I, I just yeah. So I am hopeful, but I'm also like I feel like I had a, a friend who I met their his uh, my friends. I met what their couple. I met one of their parent. Like their parents came to see a show I was in, and they spent the whole weekend saying, "So that's a woman." <gasps> That's a woman. And and these are like two of my very, very dear, dear friends. And and they were like, uh-huh. And like, so she does that on purpose? 
And my oh friend was like, gosh. no, she she knows what she looks like. She actually like that. She wants she wears those clothes because she wants to. Oh, my and instead gosh. of And instead of being like, because also I always feel like people learn by either they meet people like that or their kids know somebody like that exactly, or they yeah. work with it. So I was I guess I was so shocked that after four days, it was still like they weren't on board and, and that they were to still me, asking these like yeah. and my like friends were an just alien. apoplectic like they were just like they would leave the room and um they were just like okay they're leaving soon and i i was just i i was so happy first of all i need to know stuff like that because i forget that i that i live in chicago i live in a yes. like a very like i am very open about who i am i do not hide it and i guess i was so shocked that i was one degree from this couple and they like they they couldn't instead of just being like okay and maybe not like it it was a topic of discussion for the next two or three days and i just think that that to me it was like i I was i i need to know that stuff to remind me there is so much work to do absolutely and like and i was just like i always think that it's like people that don't see people like me or Mm -hmm. see like or know that their kids are friends with people like me Mm -hmm. and like that I am surrounded by a loving community and Mm -hmm. my family loves me and I Mm -hmm. have a good life Mm -hmm. which I do think is a large part of it oh sure I I think think that change happens you mean that that's how change happens you mean yes Yes, right that like people can only empathize with something that they actually Actually, have experience in right and I so I guess what surprised me was that they had that and they were so close to it, it and they were one degree of that so and met me and then like, you know, I talked to one of them. The other one wasn't really having a conversation with me. I was like, OK, you know, like didn't. And then like so I guess that was a surprise because I always think it does take time. And like, you know, this is my friend. Blah, blah, blah. Right. But like I that was you existed as this real person in front of them and they still just it, it was wanted, just, it wasn't didn't enough. want anything to do with and the I just, idea like, that that yeah. existed. And I always feel like that to me was like, all right, Abby, like. Like you need to be aware because I, I feel like I do live in like, oh, yeah, like once people I get totally, to know each other. I mean, it's like I said, like I still have so many roots in South Carolina and uh, I just actually just had coffee with this woman who was one of my very best friends in college. And she said that like um, the last time she got together with a bunch of her friends, um, one of them was like, hey, uh, I've seen you posting a lot about like the Black Lives Matter movement and I don't I'm afraid I just like don't really understand it and like I trust you deeply to be able to not judge me bringing that like question to you um but otherwise I just feel like I'm going to get a bunch of like bad response if I try to be like I don't understand this and it's like it really was eye-opening for both her and me Mm -hmm. to go like seriously like someone needed it you know like spelled out Mm -hmm. but at the same time it's like you said it's a very important reminder that we do live in this uh you know community that seemingly everyone's like on board right and there's still all these uh, people who like and and she wasn't coming from a place of like well i'm pretty sure white people are better than black you know it's (laughs) not like she was coming to it with that she just like didn't really understand everything that was involved and uh to me it's like it goes so not only does it have to be something where like you're empathetic to something because you're close to it but i think it's also like you have to be able to find people who can talk to you about it or right who you are willing to talk to about it right if they're wrongheaded right and i feel also that she came to you and actually she was actually asking for help right right she was yeah and, in a way friend, it's, yeah. it's like it's so funny because like in a way you're like how do you not get this right but it's also like 
God bless. Yeah. That she actually like was exactly. Like, yeah. That is she was amazing. like, help me understand. Like, why do you, you know, why do you talk about why this? Why do you care that mm-hmm. black people are being killed by cops? Okay. I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, that's right. I mean, no, but it's so right. No, but no, but that's actually that's in a way kind of, really lovely. Uh, yeah, exactly. It, it, I mean, like, I'm, I'm trying to take the lovely I know what out you mean. Yeah. I know what you mean. And, uh, I totally feel like that, that same way about it, but it, it's, you know, like you said, this person who's like, well, I, I guess she's, you know, more like two degrees away from me mm-hmm. who just, uh, like you said, like wanted to understand. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like she was trying to, uh, you know, be critical of it. Mm-hmm. She did want help understanding, mm-hmm. um, you know, where my friend was coming from when she talked about mm-hmm. it. And like, um, so fascinating. It's, I think, I think it's hard because like the... I don't know. I don't know. Um, but that was just another that we had this whole conversation right. about like remembering that there are so many different people right. and so many different outlooks and so many different like communities right. that are outside of these. And like my friend who was asked this question, you know, doesn't live in Chicago, but she does live in like progressive uh, creative communities you mm-hmm. know what I mean yeah. so she would also experience that like moving forward as a group mind kind right. of thing and acceptance and all these different things that my her like more conservative mm-hmm. uh, you know friend wouldn't necessarily experience right anyway it's so funny topic. yeah no but it's not off topic because it's sort of the same thing like about like how do we affect change and yeah. sometimes I do feel like it's you affect change by being true to yourself and yeah. being open oh, and man. also sometimes yeah. you know what I mean but I also I this also thing like sometimes like I've been insulted by a lot of people in the queer community because of the way I look and sometimes I was like you know it's not my job do you own fucking work but with this for people outside like this woman like it seems like she was scared but she asked and like in a way like part of me is like as we said like why is this a question right okay but also thank god she's just like instead of being like I don't care about it and also she's wrong let me find out what exactly. why it's important exactly exactly that, so i don't know i think it is very involved like, uh, really i think so too um so i guess uh i'm interested to see like to kind of how do you feel like your queerness and like your place in that community uh-huh. uh influences uh kind of what you do now you know we right. talked a little bit about how you kind of came to terms with it or like yeah. or 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 realize it or yeah, discover yeah. it I don't but. even think it's coming like I, I'm not yeah I don't even think it's coming it's sort of like huh. yeah I guess yeah. come to terms is like yeah. a more harsh but also like, like yeah but also like I mean I, I mean there's some guys I'd hit <laughs> Hey man. I mean, dude. Straight like, up high five Kinsey, you know I what I'm mean, saying? I mean, yeah, no, I mean, somewhere I would, on that scale. I mean, whatever, like, the, what's the queer? Is queer one or ten? Uh, zero is totally straight. Okay, and so I'd six say. Six like, is totally gay. Oh, okay. So I'm, I'd say I'm like a five. Point okay. Five. Or yeah. like, I don't and know. I would say, like, I would probably I say know. I'm like a one or a yeah. two. Yeah, I don't know. What, yeah. Leading off a yeah. one. I don't know. So, and I was, I did the same. I was like, okay, I realized that, like, I, I, I uh, hook up with a straight cisgender man on about an eight year cycle. Oh, it's been about eight and a half years. Like, I, I gotta, <laughs> but it's like, I, it's like, <laughs> You like finger times coming I'm around. Like, oh my gosh, I miss where you thing. might be. With I mean, yeah. it's like I a mean, lunar. Like, <laughs> it's so funny because I I don't find a That's lot. There's so funny. There no. It's funny because like, I mean, 
Okay. Yeah, it's so funny. And so okay. And also I feel like there aren't any I am attracted. I mean, I've dated women that are not masculine, uh-huh. but I'm generally dated I'm, I'm generally attracted to masculine women, right? Okay. And I there are no women on TV that I am attracted to. Yeah. However, if you show me a male who plays a detective in a procedural crime yes. drama on Masterpiece Theater, I like I'm sorry, the guy who plays Sergeant Hathaway on um, Inspector Lewis, his name is Lawrence Fox, and he is not conventionally attractive. I mean, I would hit that so hard. Mary Beth. <laughs> So He's funny. so smoking hot. So like, I just feel like in that's a way that's so kind funny. of failing that queer thing. But it's also like, wh- who cares about what, it's like what how, I am? I think I heard someone make a joke about this where they were like, um, like Pousset from Orange oh, is the uh-huh. New Black. I feel like someone was like, if you say, if you're a woman and you say that you would sleep with Pousset, you're not being brave. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, get off your fucking soapbox. You're not like that woke. Oh, oh, like you would sleep with this like gorgeous woman. Good for you. I mean, God bless. What do you want? A fucking rainbow pendant? Go fuck yourself. You see what I'm saying? (laughs) That's so funny. Oh my God, yeah. And it's like, I mean, and then like, I was so in like Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah. First of all, when I, because Lawnmower is my jam. Crime procedurals. I mean, I love them. I I love them so fucking, I mean, not all of them. Uh But like Lawnmower is my jam. And then when I start like when I start watching Criminal Intent, I'm like, oh fucking Vincent D'Onofrio, he comes off, he's such an overactor, and like he's always right, and like the woman looks weak. And then like I swear to God, I was on tour, I woke up, I'm like Vincent D'Onofrio, smoking. I started watching Criminal Intent, fell in with Vincent D'Onofrio, and like he is like, and he and I, you, so like my my go is like. I find Vincent D'Onofrio attractive at all of his weights because his weight fluctuates just like for mine. sure. He was pretty big in um, Jurassic World. Oh yeah, I didn't I, even I, recognize I, yeah, him. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah. you, if you didn't see it, then you did the right. You yeah. made the right call. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, you guys, master, uh, masterpiece. Uh, uh, you guys, masterpiece mystery. Inspector Lewis, Sergeant Hathaway. I mean, <laughs> who Fox. wouldn't hit it? I was super into. He's so um, smoking hot. I was super into the guy who played Gil Grissom, William Peterson ah, on CSI. That's amazing. Like that oh, was like one of my first like teen crushes. Oh my god! Because that show came out when I was like sometime in high school. Okay. It was when it first started, and I was just like, oh my god, he's so smart. Uh, he's so like, you know, oh my. silver foxy. Like I, I like wrote this thing for the nerd logs about it once, where I was just like, that was the moment that I knew that like I had a type, and it was men who were like older and smarter than me <laughs> you know it's so funny because like oh my okay so there was a show you will i mean you hopefully don't know about because it, it was horrible it was called quincy emmy oh okay it started jack klugman jack klugman you guys i would watch that we lived in providence so that was when i was in fourth fifth and sixth grade i had a huge crush on quincy emmy my sisters were like yeah i'm like quincy's on that's so I'm sorry, funny jack klugman first of all I mean, I can be. I'm also very attracted to off, often conventionally unattractive people. I uh-huh. find them very attractive. Like, like what? What? I sometimes when I talk about conventionally attractive women, there's like I have absolutely no attraction to them. Yeah. But I understand that in in the world, they are conventionally. Attractive. I totally feel that way. Do you know what I mean? About mostly about men. Yeah, but yeah. I'm just, I'm like, just yeah, like, yeah, not, uh, not my gross. jam. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, I, I've gotten to where my boyfriend can usually like tell who <laughs> I would be attracted to in like a group of people, and it's always someone like, who's like not quite attractive. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess he's okay with yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. uh, but usually he's like, no, no. that that guy's not really your type. That's but, hilarious. Yeah, yeah, it's so funny because it's just like, I mean, and this guy, I'm sorry, like, 
I mean, Jack Clunk, give me a break. I mean, and I was just like, yeah. And then I was like, we were we were a Celtics fan because when I was when we uh, we grew up when, when I was young, like in like nursery school and elementary school, right. we, we lived in, outside of Boston, and then we moved to Providence, right? So we, then we moved to Columbus, Ohio. So there there aren't really professional teams here, there. So we were always like a Celtics, Red Sox, Patriots, Bruins family. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like even in high school when we lived in San Francisco, we were still because the Golden State Warriors were there. But you guys look it up; it was fucking. In 1985, 1986, they sucked. Yeah, we were not the a Celtics family. were like the uh, yeah, team the, yeah. of the time. And yeah. I was madly in love with Kevin McHale, <laughs> and people were like, <laughs> people were like, he's like the missing link. I'm like, yeah, he's the missing. I mean, link. I was like, yeah, and he would always yeah, have like these. That's <laughs> what makes him really. I was like, high. And people, and so I don't know. So, anyways, I uh, yeah. So, anyways, yeah. I mean, I I mean, seriously, if Lawrence Fox, I, I'd hit that, but only as Sergeant Hathaway. I don't know. Yeah, but like I, I'm I'm kind of into um. So I mean to get like male detectives, um, but I um, but I do. It's so funny because like people, are, well, who do you think is hot on TV? Absolutely nobody. There's no because there's no like there's no masculine women. Yeah. yeah, and also Rachel Maddow saw a picture of her in college. I'm sorry, totally butch, smoking hot, and now yeah. like she wears like. You know, makeup and like has and like you know, and I and but, she's yeah a little less butchy yeah but also fun. like I totally respect and think she's great but like when I saw that picture in college I was like I'm Hello. sorry I'm listening <laughs> uh, but yeah so like even she's that beautiful yeah she's uh, stunningly beautiful yeah. but like I don't know it's the, the makeup and cut that hair yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, I mean, Jesus Christ, everybody chill out. Oh, that's so amazing. I <laughs> I love this so much. Do you think that there's, uh, uh, do you think, I mean, we're kind of joking about it with um, Alex Kleiner even yeah, before yeah. we started recording. Like, Alex Kleiner, big fan, <laughs> amazingly talented. Uh, do you think that there's like a precedent for, uh, um, do you think there's a specific like pressure where like your appearance and everything is concerned in the performance community? I, t- I, t- I want to answer that, but I'm not sure if you know what you, what I, if I know what you mean. Okay. Uh, do you think that as like do you think that you've had like teammates who in the or even like other people who've watched you perform and mm-hmm. been like. Or maybe like pressure from uh, somewhere like Second City mm-hmm. who would be looking to hire you to be mm-hmm. like, maybe if you could like dress it up a little. Oh, I, I've never had that. I've never um, had that. I, I mean, honestly, I don't know if they're thinking that. It hasn't mm-hmm. been told to me. At Second City, like you have to wear like, you know, like you have a show Business clothes. Business Yeah, or, yeah. Mm-hmm. so like, in, like, like when I was like, an, uh, like basically, and I just wore a I, I didn't know how to do it right, so I just wore black pants and a, a like a long black uh, and a black undershirt. I was wearing undershirts and then a <laughs> long black like button down. Mm-hmm. And um and Tim Sniffin, what are we like? He was on Bluco at the time, and it, he's like, oh, the man in black is here. He called me Johnny Cash because I, I would like walk in and I look like apparently I was <gasps> like he's so like funny. Like, yeah, I was like walking around in black, and then so that was more like that was a response to like how you chose to well yeah but yeah and then they had a stylist come right like my life because they were like it was the 50th anniversary and they wanted like every you know and i so i and i was like okay so i met the stylist and like you know like was clothing me and then a lot of women started wearing dresses and i was Mm. like well clearly and they were like yeah you don't have to wear a dress but the stuff that she picked for me was not my identity. And huh. I was just like, and I tried to like, and, and she got me these shoes. And I said, you know, I wear kind of like Doc Martini shoes yeah. and stuff. And the shoes she got for me were basically flats. Mm. And I was like, 
And I, I mean, I, and I, I just, I don't even know who I talked to. Maybe my director, certainly not like the producers, but I was just like, I, I cannot wear this. He's yeah. like, it's not me. I, I sure. like, I felt like I wasn't being listened to. And again, like that's probably, that, that probably wasn't like the professional way to, but also like, well, why are you, why are you, I was uh, basically take me to a men's store. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And Absolutely, like, and, yeah. And I just felt like I was like, she would like bring stuff. Yeah, from, like, shoes especially are like, but also, men like, get such a, or women get such a short yeah. end of the stick. Like, I don't like wearing yeah. flats. Like, yeah. I would vastly prefer wearing men's shoes. Yeah, and like, don't bring me like a, like a, a blouse that has a little like flouncy collar in it. Like, yeah, right. It's just like, that's not me. So like maybe, and I remember it was kind of cute because my dad, when I finally got hired to Torco, he was like, um... Uh, are you? Are, do you think they're going to ask you to wear makeup? And I said, I don't think so, Dad. But it, that's up to them if they ask me to do it. Right. And because I think he was concerned, was like, oh God, I want, I want Abby to to be able to work there. And I was like, and if they had said that, I would be like, then, and, and course, they never did. Right. But I would have been like, I'm out because like I will not. I mean, like honestly, if, like for shoots and stuff. But yeah. if I'm out to play, like like you're supposed to play characters, right? And like you come at yourself, but you play characters, which I get, but I don't need to, like, why does, why does why the do actor pay, p- like have to wear like a yeah. base level character? Yeah. So that's honestly, really interesting. And they never ask because like that, that's not who they hired. Right. Okay. But I did cool. feel like, un, I did feel like, Oh, I'm not being listened to by this mm-hmm. stylist. And mm-hmm. why aren't, why aren't you dressing me? Like you are dressing the men in my cast. Right. I didn't understand it. I felt disrespected. That's cool. I think that's a great answer to a uh, probably poorly asked question. It wasn't poorly. No, no, I, it's a funny I, I'm, I'm actually I shouldn't have gotten to the UFC I'm pretty dumb so like no you asked a perfect question I just okay. had to clarify no it's okay um that's great I I don't know I think I just uh relate to the, or it's at least something that I think about yeah. a lot and feeling um like someone who doesn't necessarily like to align with like female right. gender norms right um regardless of you know sexuality right. which right. obviously we've you know or at least I've realized since I moved here that those two things are independent of one another. Right, exactly. Um, and I enjoy being able to and like and talk about them and think about them. Right. Uh, I don't know. Separately. Right. And I do feel like I mean, if somebody, if somebody that you're working for, if that's an issue for them, then mm-hmm. that's their responsibility, mm-hmm. right? Like I, I do feel like. And then so I, it's, you have to ask yourself whether you're like willing to do that or right. not. And also, yeah, and also like if it was something like I, like I actually like for a long time ago, like I, w- I wrote on my. Uh, like my friend was helping me put together my re- my acting resume, and like the joke at the bottom was, "We'll wear makeup for a role." Like, huh. like, I'll, and I will, like, for if I'm huh. doing a role, but like for fucking Second City, like t- touring the country, doing like archive shows, and a lot of that is when like you're independent the, stuff, yeah, and also like doing improv. Why? And also, they didn't do it. Like I'm, I'm saying, like that's they tra- really interesting. They yeah, me, like, like hypothetically, like, yeah, 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 hypothetically, yeah. it's like well, they knew I'd, what they were getting. Yeah, it's and, not like they were, yeah. you know, yeah. That's really interesting. So. Okay, um, I know that uh, we both have an out. So we have a hard, hard out, hard out, hard out. <laughs> so I'll ask you one more question. Okay. Um, and you're like, I'm pl- try not to take 15 minutes, like <laughs> you usually do to answer it. No, Unless that's okay. Received. That's okay. I just <laughs> was for your benefit. Okay. Um, what? Uh, how do you think that your uh, love of and like experience with being a fat queer failure? <laughs> I went with FQF. I don't know. Okay. Um, a queer fat failure. Mm-hmm. Um, it has influenced you creatively mm-hmm. over the years, and then kind of fed into your life in general. I know that's a big question. Yeah. Uh, but we can kind of yeah tie some bows. I think um, so the first thing is performing, right? Creatively, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just feel like when I became like less afraid. 
of being like, oh, I have to hide. Like, I don't want people to realize I'm fat, mm. which is always like fat kids are like. I mean, I don't want not speaking for all fat kids, but basically, my one of my jokes, which your experiences, yeah, is. and I was like, my my experience as being a fat kid. The only thing a fat kid wants more when they go to school, the first day of school, is a fatter kid in their class. That's the only thing they want. They want a somebody, some kid. <laughs> In whatever grade you were in, that's fatter than them. Like, sure. I mean, because, like, and you know, and I was generally, re- I was most always the fattest kid. But, like, when like, one time I showed up, there was a fatter kid. I'm like, you know what? This year's going to be okay. I mean, so, anyway, <laughs> and I feel like, I mean, it's so painful. Like, oh my God. but, anyways, that's what they want, right? So, like, yeah. but, anyways, I, I'll i speak for myself, and I've read, I've read enough that, like, a lot of fat people are just like, they want, they like live small. Because they don't want to be like called sure. out for being fat, which is sure. hilarious. Because I am a loud motherfucker, and I've always been loud, and I That's laugh great. loudly, and I like I go and enjoy life, yeah. right? And Ugh. I yes. I laugh at shows and stuff, but it's also like, oh, I don't be called out be, for being fat. And the thing is, like now, if somebody calls me fat, I'm like, yeah. And I, and then generally, sure. none of my friends are like, God, you look so I mean, fat today. But I mean, I mean, like, yeah. Of shit, but like, yeah. I mean, yeah. God, McEnany, you're so fucking fat. <laughs> hey, hey, I got your back. Let's do, let's go do a show. I mean, that's like, you know, yeah, right, right. Like, <laughs> but like, if you could keep up, yeah. Fatty. But like, yeah. when, like, now, what, now when I go on the L, like, I've been on the L before, like, a long time ago, like, and like, these two guys came on and they were like, they looked at you like looked at me like fat enough for you like I like people talk to you like people Jesus. oh yeah fat people are just so disrespected and uh, harassed and like verbally abused yeah. and like and so like that was oh like going on the L when I couldn't like hide in the corner was mm. like scary because I was like oh my god who's gonna call me out for being fat wow. now I could give two fucks you're like Good. you're fucking fat you're fucking ugly okay yeah like I, I, does this affect your day if it does. I'm so sorry that your life is so shitty that to make you feel better, you you have have to to talk to a human that you do not know who is a human being who deserves acknowledgement and respect Mm -hmm. that they are fat and that they are ugly. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry for you. That is that is so sad. It's super like, depressing. Yeah. yeah. So like I guess that's how I feel. Like the fact that like now I'm like I feel like yeah. Like oh and finally oh sorry. Okay. So You're I was best. so like I remember a friend of mine was like doing some a long time ago doing videos for the Second City Network and she would read the the comments and she was like horrified by them. Oh. And then I was like oh I can get but then now like then I did one a couple of years later I was like and then I was like you know what I don't care. like anything that somebody is going to say on the internet. Not if, I know famous people get a lot of shit, but like you know, like I'm gonna fucking whatever. But yeah, anything, sure. anything's gonna say a comment to, on a video. Yeah, it's not anything that as a self loathing person does not think I've not already said to myself. Right. That's so if anybody's like so says funny. like, um, and I, somebody was like said said this thing like, oh, does that fucking tranny like fuck his girlfriend? And I was like, okay, I'm sorry. It's not an insult if you think I'm a trans trans man. That's not an insult to me. And also, are you so ignorant because the video is entitled "Women." speak grinder so like right. are you just so, I was, so like, yeah wondering yeah. if that so, was yeah. it so like and also clearly hilarious. Uh, the, clearly it's set up it's a woman I think if you hear my voice I'm clearly a woman yeah. and you're so anti-queer and you know I'm queer like obviously I'm queer mm-hmm. That that's that's what you say that's to me that's your response to it like I could give two fucks if you yeah. first of all if you find that an insult you have a sad life exactly yeah and also like yeah and if people are like like that she's ugly okay and so, like, honestly, there's nothing anybody could say Man. that I haven't already thought myself. And also, like, and also, like, in depth moment, you guys, I, I'm actually like, a fa- I'm a, like a fairly happy person. I have, uh, like, I, I know it sounds like God, you know, she's going to put her head I in the oven. I'm off. not. I think it I comes mean, off. But yeah. So I just think I just don't. So I think that has helped me. 
to go out and be like, yeah. Who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? And then I guess I get shocked when people are like, two days later, wait, she wants, she cuts her hair like that on purpose? Uh, However, what is really funny, I'm a fairly private person, but this whole show I'm doing, this storytelling show, I it's like such private stuff. Yeah. And it's well, like, I th- saw that's the- hypocritical. <laughs> you right? I, I just, and like my friend came up to me at Pride, one of my best friends, Chandler, she was like, honey, like, are, are we okay? I didn't know some of that stuff. I'm like, Chandler. My sisters don't know this stuff. Like, I, I, like it's just, it's just what very I private chose person, to talk about which is so crazy. That, uh, yeah. Anyways, no, I think that's amazing. I think that is part of the answer of like, how is this influencing you? It's yeah. things that have been so you know personal right. that they're now becoming like that. Yeah. You have no choice to like kind of talk yeah. about it. And I could choose not to talk about it, but it's also like I'm the kind of person that like if I'm going ever to work, I need to create work for right. myself. Right. Yes. So like right. And I've just really enjoyed storytelling and I just feel like do it. And then it's storytelling is like you're laying yourself bare. Yeah. I I remember uh and I I don't know um if this like uh is associated with the the solo stuff that mm-hmm. you're doing now but I remember seeing a video of the story that you told at the uh Gender is a Drag show. Oh yeah yeah, show. yeah 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 that's yeah. And that it was so amazing Thank like you. to hear your perspective on all that. It, it's uh, you know a lot of things that we've been discussing today right. in terms of like um you know your gender identity right. and like uh, what how people view it, how and deal people, with yeah, it and how stuff they're like affected that. by it. Yeah, <laughs> which yeah. I just I'm sorry, I didn't <laughs> let you finish. Sorry. No, that's okay. That's all I was really going to yeah. say. But what, what? Oh no, it? that's and that, it's so funny because like I was like. <sighs> I'm, I mean, I'm fucking procrastinating, right? So, like, I was like, I was like, Chelsea and Kenzie, I'm going to be, like, 15 minutes late because I am, like, typing at my house and That's I had so to call, funny. like, a lift yeah. because I don't have my shit to get right. So, like, I was like, That's I don't know I how am. this is going to go. Man. I don't know how. And then it Good went well. You. Yeah. It was great. I mean. And I'm that sh- story is, like, it's actually the first story in my show. I, I wondered if that was yeah. a part of it because seemingly is, yeah. if, if that was, you know, kind of the perspective you're coming from, yeah. uh, then it should be. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, I hope people will. What's the show called? It's called Work in Progress. It's playing two more Fridays. This Friday, uh, oh my God, what a plug. August 19th, 1030 mm-hmm. at the Chris Farley uh, Cabaret in the at the IO Theater. And then not the following week, but then the last week is Friday, September 2nd, 1030 at IO. Got it. They got it too. All right, dogs. Abby, thank you so much for We're doing this. So much fun. This was a total joy. It was so much fun. Thank you so much. Uh, I'm really honored to be here. Thanks. I am honored that you would want to come and talk to me. <laughs> Shut up. In uh, a loving way. Oh, I, I totally get <laughs> All right. it. Uh, I love you and I mean I love that. you and I. Okay. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Baby, how you feeling? This has been a Nerdalogs production. If you'd like to help make more things like this, please visit patreon.com slash to donate today and go to www.nerdalogs.com for more cool stuff. Thanks for being awesome. Thank you all, thank you all. I am Grabbot23548X.